Welcome to the first episode of the ASMR University Podcast. I'm Dr. Craig Richard, and I'll be hosting this series of podcasts that will be bringing you information about ASMR, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. So my goal for this first podcast is to do this very large overview of the history of ASMR and when did this all begin. Well, let's start with the term ASMR. When was that term coined? That term was coined in 2010. So that's five years ago from this recording, and it was coined by Jennifer Allen. So is that the history of ASMR? Is it ASMR just five years old? No, the term ASMR is just five years old. Before this sensation was called ASMR, it had other names. You can go back to 2008 just to find another term that was coined for it. And that term was attention-induced head orgasm. And somewhat that expression or part of that, you know, head orgasm or brain orgasm, that's still used a lot today. Uh, you don't hear so much people using the, the, the aspect of attention-induced, even though a lot of people that understand ASMR know that that is an important part of it for many people. But before there was the term ASMR, there was the term attention-induced head orgasm. One of many terms. There were many other terms for this. So that term was coined in 2008. But yet the history of ASMR goes back, of course, even further than that. In 2007, there was a forum discussion, and it was referred to as a weird sensation which feels good. Today, that's still, I think, a, a very good uh, description of ASMR and the sensation. That forum discussion in 2007 was probably the beginning of the online ASMR community. And that is a good starting point for the next podcast. For the next podcast, I think what I'm going to do is start by going into the history of the online ASMR community because that does have a probable beginning, you know, a well-understood beginning, an exact date, an exact location with exact people and quotes. And so that I'm going to focus on for the next podcast. But for this one, I'm going to continue trying to answer the question of when did the history of ASMR begin? When did the understanding of the sensations that we refer to as ASMR today begin? Now, we have to continue going back further, of course, than 2007. Now, when we think about ASMR today, when the most common things that comes to mind, of course, are online videos. 
And right now in 2015, there are hundreds of ASMR channels on YouTube. The first whisper channel or ASMR-like, now it wasn't called ASMR in 2009, but it is believed that in 2009, the first whisper channel did appear on YouTube. And we'll go into the details of that in a future podcast episode also. But again, it wasn't the first ASMR-inducing video on the internet. Before 2009, before someone created a whisper channel on YouTube, there were other clips, other video clips, that people found very relaxing. They found very soothing. And and whatever terms they used for it, they were probably feeling what we call ASMR today. So an example of one of those clips that appeared before there were ASMR channels, before there was the first Whisper channel on YouTube, was clips from the show Big Brother. So there are, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is mostly a, uh, not mostly, that this is a global show. I'm in the United States, and we definitely have a version here, but I think the first version might have started in the Netherlands. So it started in another country, and there's versions of this show in many countries. So to some degree, I mean, it's a, it's a show that is in more than one country. So many of you listening probably are aware of this show, and it's a lot about um, alliances and secrets Um, and whispering. And so some of these clips of the house guests or the contestants, um, they referred to different things on the show, Um, there were many clips of these individuals whispering. And I, I watch Big Brother even today. And when I'm watching the show and they, and they do the whispering, it definitely triggers my ASMR. I, I just really like it. And those microphones are so good that they can even pick up uh, the, the, the mouth sounds. So I can see how, you know, people were putting up these clips from Big Brother probably initially to be like, hey, look at this, you know, this discussion that happened in Big Brother. Um, but then other people were watching those those short clips of those contestants whispering on the show and they were getting relaxed by them. And we'll also talk about some of those in an upcoming upcoming uh, podcast episode. Well, even before there were Big Brother clips and during the same time as these video clips of Big Brother, there were unboxing videos. So in 2006... Unboxing videos started to trend on Google. And people were starting to videotape themselves opening up a new product. 
I think initially some of these tended to be things like, you know, the most popular um, game console that they'd gotten in the mail and they'd spent a lot of money for. And they were very excited to 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 show, you know, what, what was in this new game console. And so they would unbox it. And then just unboxing videos got more and more popular. I remember watching an unboxing video before I even knew about ASMR and suddenly being surprised at how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> I even remember what it was about. And I think there was a new iPhone version coming out. So I went looking for videos to see what the new iPhone looked like for people that had gotten it, basically unboxing videos. And I came across an unboxing video of a fake iPhone. And the individual didn't really talk during the whole thing. He or she just slowly took it out of the box and they turned it around and they tapped on it and they brought it slowly close to the camera. And just the way they touched it was so soothing. And that was before I even learned about ASMR. And so I could see, even when you're not aware what ASMR is, that these unboxing videos were probably stimulating ASMR in a lot of people before that term was created, before there were even online discussions about ASMR and being soothed by unboxing videos. Now, before 2006, there aren't a lot of online videos that were relaxing people, basically because YouTube was only started in 2005. And YouTube really, of course, uh, you know, created this huge repository or, or allowed for the formation of this large repository of all sorts of videos online. There were videos online before that, like video blogs, and, and some of these were done by people who had soothing voices and they talked softly and they talked slowly um, or they just had a certain kind of microphone set up that, was, that would pick up mouth sounds. So around 2005, maybe 2004, uh, you did have some other like non-YouTube videos that, was, uh, that were stimulating ASMR in some individuals. But again, there wasn't discussion about that. But I'm sure it was just, it was just happening and there were, probably were individuals that were aware they were being relaxed by these, but they just haven't, they hadn't gotten together in an online community and started large discussions about it at that point. Now, before there was YouTube, before there were online videos, there was television. And of course, we have to go to the person who has been termed by some as the godfather of ASMR. And most of you know who I'm about to say. This is Bob Ross. And in 1983, he began as host of the American 
TV show or United States TV show, The Joy of Painting. Now, again, in 1983, there, the, the term ASMR did not exist. The understanding of these relaxing sensations on a, on a large-scale level uh, did not really exist. But that doesn't mean that people did not consciously tune in to Bob Ross to be relaxed. I can say I was one of those who sought out Bob Ross because he was relaxing. I remember coming home from school and flipping the channels and coming across this guy with this great voice tapping on this painting. And I, th I think what drew me in first was how little effort he put into the paintings and how good they looked. I, I think that's what drew me in first. I, I wasn't into painting. I wasn't into art. I had no interest in landscapes and, and the kind of things he painted, the scenery. But I'd just be so amazed at first that he could take this brush, dab it on this on the canvas a few times. And what should just look like paint, you know, pushed onto a canvas would end up looking like a tree. I just, I found that remarkable at first. So I, that's what got me to watch like whole episodes was that magic he created of the simple effort into this great painting at the end. But what would happen while I was watching this show is I'd get out these large floor pillows. I can still visualize them. One was brown and one was green. And I'd put those on the floor and I'd lie back on the floor and I'd watch him being intrigued by his process of painting. But his voice and his hand movements and the tap, tap, tap would just lull me into sleep. And a lot of times I I never really saw him finish paintings because I would just fall asleep. And I think that experience, or we know it's common for a lot of people in regard to them finding him relaxing because a lot of people do share that information today. So that's back in 1983. Um, and the following years, when The Joy of Painting was on, and that's for a U.S. television show. Now, you can go back even further than 1983 to find a show that might have been inducing ASMR or inducing relaxing sensations in people. In 1968, Fred Rogers began as host of the U.S. television show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Now, I grew up to Mr. Rogers, and I watched the show a lot, and I can't say I loved it. I don't remember loving it, but I do remember watching it. And it didn't 
consciously, I wasn't conscious at the time that it was relaxing me. But for those that don't know, because um, I don't hear Mr. Rogers referred to anywhere as often as Bob Ross in regard to being, you know, this soothing voice and this, this gentle speaking individual. But he is brought up sometimes. And when I think about it, I do remember being relaxed. And I think that's what kept me there. Like it, I might, I might've gotten pulled in initially just by, oh, what is he doing? But then the relaxing nature of it kept me watching. And there was one episode in particular that I remember to this day, and it wasn't until after learning about ASMR that I realized it was probably serious ASMR, which is why I remember that episode to this day. What he did in that episode was he took a couple of sheets of canvas paper and a pair of scissors and some tape, and he slowly cut out slippers from the canvas paper. And so what it was, that portion of the episode, was him slowly and softly talking to you while he cut the canvas paper with scissors very slowly, very meticulously. The, the important triggers that we, many people, look for today in a good role-play video on YouTube. Now, there are probably lots of other TV shows and uh, one thing I'll share at the end of this podcast is if you have any other experiences about anything I've mentioned or related to anything I've mentioned, then please do send me an email about it because I'm sure there's, there's lists of other TV shows out there that people found very relaxing. Now, the history of television is relatively short compared to the history of a lot of other things. It depends what you compare it to. But in 1928 was the world's first television station that began broadcasting, and that was in Schenectady, New York. So as we go back further in time, looking for things that trigger ASMR, things that trigger relaxing sensations in people, pretty much television as a medium ends in 1928. So let's roll back further of where else did people get these relaxing sensations from before there was TV? Well, before there was TV, there was, of course, the real world. And I'm not talking about the television show called The Real World. But just like today, you can go and get a haircut. And that is a very strong trigger for people. So as we're looking back at this history of relaxing sensations that are stimulated by what we refer to today as ASMR triggers, and of course haircuts are a major one, Well, now we can go back before 1928, because we know there were haircuts before 1928. 
And I, I just did a quick search to see what can I find about the history of haircuts. And what I came across is in the 1600s and the 1700s was the rise of hairdressers. So these would be professional hairdressers. Now that's not the history of just haircuts. It's the history of hairdressers. And although I am bald today, when I had hair, I enjoyed going to hair salons. That is one of the things I miss the most as a nice, relaxing stimulus is the 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 pre-shampoo or the, or the, the yeah, I guess it was it called a pre-shampoo or a pre-wash um, where they would take you over to a sink or take me over to a sink and have me sit down that chair and my then I'd lean my head backwards into a sink and they'd give me the shampoo and rinse and like almost like a little mini head massage. Oh, I loved that. And then the haircut. Whoa, there's more? This is wonderful. And so, of course, before TV, there was, you know, just getting haircuts and from hairdressers. And before there were hairdressers, for this profession of hairdressers arose in the 1600s and 1700s, there were, of course, barber shops. Now, again, just a quick search, and I found that barber shops are reported to go back to 300 BC or BCE, whichever term you prefer, but 300 BCE. And there were barber shops reportedly in that era in Italy and Greece. So you can imagine, you know, the, the Romans and the Greeks going for their haircuts. And I'm sure they were getting these great relaxing sensations for those that do experience, you know, the, the ASMR experience, those that feel that. I mean, it's something else that uh, is referred to as a very strong, relaxing trigger in the real world is getting a physical exam by a clinician. Again, this is one of my strong triggers. I really enjoy when a physician or clinician, when they just put their fingers on my neck to feel if my nodes are swollen. They're looking to see if I might have an infection. And it's uh, just just that touching. It's just so soothing. And they might put the stethoscope on my back and ask me to breathe in slowly and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out. But my favorite clinical exam is the eye exam. The exam where they have that big device with all the lenses built into it. And they swing it in front of you. And it goes right over your face. And you look through the two little eye holes. And they keep changing the lenses to try to figure out what your field of vision is. 
And for the places I've gone, I don't know if this is true worldwide, but there's always like two lenses they want you to compare. And they go one, and they show you the first lens. And they go, or two, and they show you the second lens. One or two. And I just enjoy that. The way they they speak and the little click that happens when the lenses change. Sometimes I I know which one is better. I know which one is more clear, but I enjoy it. So I say, can you do that just one more time? <laughs> so physical exams by clinicians, of course, you can get that done today. You could have got that done before TV existed. And a quick search, I came up with a date for the first physical exams done by clinicians. May have gone all the way back to 3000 BCE in Egypt. So the history of ASMR and experiencing these relaxing sensations through being touched, through haircuts, or physical exams by clinicians could have been incurring all the way back to 3000 BCE. So that date for the, for the physical exams by clinicians is this, is just the evidence they found that there was medicine practiced in Egypt that far back. Now, of course, we can go back further than 3000 BCE and not require any evidence to know that just people touched each other. We might call it grooming. And today, this is a common ASMR trigger for a lot of people. When someone else brushes your hair or someone else plays with your hair, this can be very soothing for people. So, pretty much, you know, this kind of behavior as ASMR triggers has probably been occurring for as long as there's been the modern human, what we refer to as the Homo sapiens. And they evolved about 200,000 to 100,000 years ago. As long as there have been Homo sapiens, there's probably been some kind of grooming that's happened between humans and this relaxing sensation being experienced. And of course, you can go through the ancestors of Homo sapiens, though, you know, all the Neanderthals, and I don't know my anthropology too well, but just go through all that. Now, let's go back millions of years ago. Because I know for me, you know, having my hair washed, even when I watch TV with my wife, sometimes she starts, I don't know if it's conscious or not, but playing with my arm hair, and even that alone, I'm, oh, I just, that just, I find that so relaxing. So I think as long as perhaps, as animals have had hair, there might have been relaxing sensations being felt between pre-humans and perhaps all animals. Now, 
I don't know, and no one knows for sure today, if non-humans experience ASMR. And who knows if we'll ever be able to determine that. But if you assume that perhaps they might, then as long as there's been animal hair, (laughs) there might have been relaxing sensations experienced through some type of grooming activity. And supposedly hair evolved on the ancestors of mammals 300 million years ago. Uh, The animal that is referred to as perhaps having the first animal hair. They're called synapsids. And basically, they look like lizards with hair. So they're like large, hairy reptiles. Well, it's not just hair. Having your hair touched, lightly played with, or having your hair groomed that can stimulate this this ASMR sensation or this relaxing sensation. But just having your skin touched. And this is my first memory of my own ASMR experiences. And I remember being about eight, seven years old, just very, very young. And I'd have to go down for a nap. And I hated going down for naps. But my mother could put me to sleep, not by singing to me, but she would touch the inside of my forearm just very lightly. And I don't have a lot of hair there or really hair that I can see. It was just, she would touch the skin underneath on my forearm just very lightly. And that would be very relaxing to me. And I remember falling asleep to that. So even before, as we're going back in this history of ASMR, when could it have first begun? Well, as long as there's been skin. And I found a reference that there might have been skin on land animals for as much as 400 million years ago. Well, what was there before skin? Before there was skin on land animals, there was exoskeletons. Now, I don't know. Now I start losing my confidence of do animals with exoskeletons experience ASMR? I don't know. I have no insight on that one. So maybe that's about the time of the history of ASMR. If you're going to go back to the origins, I don't know, maybe it's exoskeletons, but that's assuming it's all touch-driven. What if there were sounds these animals made to each other? What if there was just still, I mean, these animals can still touch and feel, so it almost feels naive for me to assume that animals with exoskeletons, you know, can't be relaxed when they're touched in a non-threatening way by another animal that might care for them. It sounds crazy and not so crazy at the same time. Anyway, and then we get into about 600 million years ago, things large, not large, but just organisms uh, 
uh, multicellular organisms living in the oceans, things that look like jellyfish and jellyfish-like organisms. And again, did they experience relaxing sensations when they bumped up against each other? Perhaps. So that's as far back as I'm going to go for my extreme history of ASMR, the big picture. The next podcast, I'm going to continue with the discussion of the history of ASMR, but it's going to be a lot more focused this time. And I've already kind of alluded to or said what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to start on a specific date for the next podcast. And that date is going to be October 19th, 2007. It was on this day that someone started a forum thread that was titled, Weird Sensation Feels Good. And they talked about a lot of things that we talk about today as stimulating ASMR, as stimulating these relaxing sensations. And that date might be a clear beginning date of the beginning of the ASMR online community. And I'll go into that on the next podcast. If you have a question, a suggestion, or feedback about today's topic, or my next topic, or anything ASMR-related, then please do send me an email at asmruniversity at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Dr. Craig Richard, and this has been an episode of the ASMR University Podcast.